When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Court of the Trashy Royals, where we assemble weekly to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hello, friends. Alicia here. Thank you for joining us today for so many, many naughty nobles, but not Empress Matilda. We were introduced to Matilda in last week's episode, just about to be the first woman to attempt to rule England in her own right. Holy cats, all the way back 12th century. Mm-hmm. It won't happen until Mary the First hmm. in Tudor England. It goes bad with Matilda. Sure. When we left Matilda, she was ready to claim her place as Queen of England upon the passing of her father, Henry the First. And everyone has heard of Queen Matilda, right? <laughs> I have not, in fact. Yeah, it doesn't go great for her. Matilda is vilified as a she-wolf. Of course. Which is apparently the worst thing you can be called in the 12th century. (laughs) Let us anon to this tale of Empress Matilda, the almost Queen of England. Matilda doesn't start out as an empress. No. But it doesn't take her too long to get her empress title. Matilda is the daughter of Henry I, granddaughter of William the Conqueror. Sure. Also, Matilda, our empress Matilda, is descended from Matilda of Wessex. Holy cats, there's a lot to get into back in Saxon times with... The Scottish play and Malcolm III and all of that good stuff. We're going to be talking about that. But Matilda comes from a long line of Matildas that all have their place in history. Never underestimate a Matilda. Prominent waltzers as well. (laughs) Our Empress Matilda in this episode was born somewhere in the time period of February 1102. Again, there's not a whole lot of right, girls. recorded dates for girls right. until a certain point. Not not really important when they were born. Eh, who can remember? Matilda comes along two years into Henry I's reign over England. Remember, he there was the mysterious arrow incident that sure. felled Willie Rufus. Could have been an assassination. Unclear. Henry I comes in in 1100. Our fair Matilda is born in 1102. As in the line of English kings, Henry I dies in 1135. And it is here, June 24th, 1141. So, mm, December 1135 to June 1141. It's like five years later. Mm -hmm. But Matilda's finally about to have her coronation. It's all happening. And Matilda, she's ready to be a different kind of queen. She's going to be a lady king 
That's her jam. So far, queens have only been given power through their husbands. It's only through the largesse of the man they're with Mm -hmm. that they get any kind of power. But that power is typically the queens are helpmates. They're advisors. They keep ladies at court. They make sure men don't pee on walls. An Anglo-Saxon queen would not really have any of her own power, but this isn't how Matilda plays. How do we get Matilda and set her in this story about to have her coronation in 1141? Let's back up the bus a little bit. In the recurring theme of Trashy Royals uh, that we will talk about of women with absolutely no agency, but possessing tiny, tiny baby hands. Sure, on which you can put a tiny, tiny baby ring. For marriage mm-hmm. to make alliances. Matilda's father, Henry I, <sighs> sends her off at the age of eight to a foreign land. Sure. Born in 1102, 1110, Matilda at the tender age of eight years old. Ship her out to Germany. How'd you know? Because I was I listened to last week's episode. <laughs> Matilda does get shipped off to Germany at the tender age of eight for a foreign husband who is this eight-year-old's lucky, lucky groom. It is Henry V, king of Germany and also Holy Roman Emperor. You got it. Which is how Matilda becomes Empress Matilda. At the age of eight. At the age of eight. Do you want to know the age difference between Empress Matilda and Henry V, king of Germany? I do, yes. 16 years. Okay. Gross. (laughs) I think that they were legally barred from consummating until she turned a certain certain age. age, But still. Yes. This is a marriage alliance made for cementing powers. Remember, all Henry I wants to do is tighten up control Mm -hmm. over England. Because his claim was technically a bit wonky, but yeah, go ahead. So this marriage alliance between Matilda and Henry V, King of Germany, is going to cement Henry I's power... As more than just the baby brother of the king who absorbed his power. Again, Henry I is trying to nail down his legitimacy to rule and tighten England up. And now his eight-year-old daughter Matilda is Empress Matilda. And boy, does she know it. (laughs) Matilda thinks she's going to be in Germany forever. But Matilda's husband, Henry V, dies when Matilda is 23 years old. Well, it's a very successful 15-year-long marriage. 15-year-long marriage. She's a widow at 23 with no children from this marriage. Well, that's unusual. So at this point, Matilda has been abroad 16 years, you know, doing it. She's been helping run Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, and now she's a 23-year-old widow. So what's Matilda going to do? Matilda's coming home to England. Her father's like, Empress Matilda, get on back here. This happens at a pivotal time. Remember, Matilda at this point is the only child left of Henry I. Matilda's mother passed in 1118, and her brother, Prince William, died in the Too Many Boat Drinks shipwreck of 1120. Yes, the BUI fiasco of 1120. I probably forgot to mention last week, that if you want to go looking for information about Prince William's disastrous shipwreck in 1120, don't pull up the boat drink BUI. <laughs> pull up the white ship disaster. That's yeah. how you'll find more information on yeah. that. 
it's funny how they don't record it the way we do. <laughs> so here, 1125, Matilda, 23, no kids, is coming home to England. And Henry I is like, Psh, hey, Matilda, it's really good to see you. Got a job for you. Been a long time. I do have a job for you. I think you're more than qualified to take over when I kick it. You're my only heir. You have plenty of experience. You're from a long line of Matildas who you don't mess around with. And well, you're my daughter. And here you are waltzing on in to England again. So Matilda comes back in 1125. On January 1st, 1127 at Westminster Hall, Henry I does just that. All the nobles are assembled, just like they were with Prince William all the way back many years ago, but now it's Matilda, and everybody has on their finest robes and big feasts, and we're all going to gather together. Everybody swears an oath to support Matilda when Henry I kicks it. And Henry's like, psh, my succession planning is done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take a little load off, have some beer. Awesome. Don't don't get on a boat, Henry. Now, the thing is, in this big assembly, to elect Matilda as the heir presumptive, mm -hmm. no one objects. There are no cries of dissension. No one raises their hand and says, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. Just want to make everyone aware that this is by unanimous consent. Sure. No one says a word. Sure. Yeah, fealty is sworn, but all of them were like, takes backsies. So women in England have never ruled in their own right, and Henry's king, so maybe everybody in that room is like, all right, we're doing this. But again, no objection to a female king. None. They go along with it. In 1127, probably thinking it'll never happen. Yeah. Henry's in tip-top form. Matilda is young, Certainly, she's bound to marry again and oh, have sons, God willing. Hey, let's go have some mead. Sure. Party on. Yeah, or maybe she marries one of the nobles who could plausibly have a claim. Some, Perhaps. Yeah. But soon after this. Plenty of time for this to work time. itself out the way God intended with a man in charge. Well, pretty soon after this, Matilda's going to be in charge ceremony. Everyone forgets pretty quickly. That they've done this in 1127, because in 1128, Henry I, again, is going to use his daughter, now 24, 25 years old, in another marriage scheme. Poor Matilda. You really do feel for her. Now, 25-year-old Matilda is off to Anjou, getting to marry this time the Count of Anjou, mm -hmm. Jeffrey V. He's 15 years old. Well, cougar. He's known as handsome, but he's 15. Well. And Matilda's mad. She's big mad. Now, this setup with Henry I is totally a play for alliances. Mm -hmm. Again, as Anjou is south of Normandy, which sits on the channel across from England. So this marriage between Matilda and Geoffrey gives Normandy some protection for Henry as you kind of have to go through Anjou first if oh, you want to get to Normandy. Okay. Which at this time, remember older brother Robert? Yep. Locked up, dying in exile. Henry needs to control it all. England and Normandy, through Anjou, united. Henry's elevated. Matilda is not. 
Now think about poor Matilda. Her first husband was a father figure, 16 years older than her. Yeah. And now she's married to a teenager. It just all blows. Now Matilda knows this is about to go down and she fights it. She's like, Dad, I'm g- no, I'm not doing this. You've got to be kidding, but the marriage is going to happen. Matilda will never call herself the Countess of Anjou. Never, not even one time. She will insist on her own Empress, title. yeah. Her previous title of Empress Matilda. I would never give that up either. No. She also calls herself the daughter of the King of the English. Mm-hmm. She'll never identify with that Anjou I mean, title. Countess is so low rank compared to Empress or even Princess. Come on. A year into this marriage, Jeffrey and Matilda are living apart. They hate each other. Like, he's a teenager. And she's a grown woman well, who's ruled the Holy she Roman was, Empire. Yeah, she was co-running the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, I'm sure this is a bit of a downgrade. But duty is mm-hmm. duty. It's duty. And duty calls. And duty sometimes really is duty. Uh-huh. The couple has to conceive. And Matilda delays this absolutely as long as possible because gross but by 1131 henry the first is like matilda this is ridiculous i'm not getting any younger i really like fish you're gonna need to make a move matilda (laughs) anju needs a line of succession get to work in the spring of 1133 huzzah a son is born oh thank god so she's No longer has to do anything. She's done. Her duty complete. At least for now. The son's name is Henry. He is named Henry after his very proud grandpapa. And a year later, hey, here comes another son. So, Aaron a spare. This is great. Succession is assured. Henry I can rest easy. Mm -hmm. England can take a load off. And it's good that Henry can rest a little bit easier because now he's in his 60s. But those kids aren't going to grow up for a long time. And Matilda has fulfilled her daughter role. She's attained a new role now, mother. And Matilda's going to watch out for her babies. She's pretty dedicated. Matilda has zero time for playing around. So, 1135. Mama Matilda, two sons, about to encounter a dangerous time in England when Henry... Still in charge in 1135, not giving up any power. Nobles are kind of mad about it. Matilda, in 1135, has made a choice to stay in Anjou with her husband. She's fighting for Geoffrey and ultimately her children, but wait for it. We know Henry I likes his fish, and as he lay dying from parasitic fish, he insists that his plan that he made all those years ago be fulfilled. Still valid. Still the plan. Matilda takes over when I'm done. Sure. Bring me more lampreys. That's it. And it begins. So right now is a great time for a break. When we resume, we're going to come back into the first Cousins War that we are seeing in Trashy Royals. It gets nasty. We'll see on the flip. So, Empress Matilda, daughter of the King of the English, about to be the King of England. We'll get the Telegram. Her father's dead. Hot off the press. And Matilda's going to begin her ride north to begin her new job. She has no time to waste. But unfortunately, Matilda gets 
not very far down the road before Matilda realizes that she's pregnant. And she's waylaid on the way back to England. Perhaps she's ill. It's not great. She needs to plant it for a moment to carry her child to term. Matilda, at this point, has no reason to worry that anything unusual is going to happen in England. My dad arranged it all. Mm -hmm. I can hang out here for a few months, have my child. Yeah, everyone swore fealty. It's all good. No problem. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll come back with the baby. Move right in. Got some personal business to attend to here in Anjou. Place of great pears. She's actually made it out of Anjou. She's doing this on the road. But, alas, Matilda's got to cool her heels for a minute, you Mm -hmm. know, to have a child. What happens now? First Cousins War. During this delay, guess who enters the picture? Stephen. Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve, remember who's the son of Adela, who is the daughter of William the Conqueror. And Matilda's sons aren't old enough to rule yet. They're practically babies. Mm -hmm. But here's Cousin Stephen, and he's a whole grown man. Yeah, look, it's the king's nephew. This is perfect. And all this time, Cousin Steve has been cooking himself up for this moment. And now he's old enough to take advantage and strike while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. Cousin Steve is in his late 30s, and he's like, hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just take what's rightfully mine through my mother's claim to the throne. Remember, Steve is a grandchild of William the Conqueror as well. Yep. And he, in his defense, was wise enough to walk away the night of the boat drink incident. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) So cousin Steve is going to ride to, where does everything go down? Where are the money and the keys? Winchester. Cousin Steve takes off to Winchester and just like Henry the first yeah, did, just like his uncle did, all those years ago, has himself crowned king, which is cool, because his brother is the bishop of Winchester. Oh, convenient! And so easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Hey, cousin Steve says, "Bro, crown me." Bro says, "Love it." <laughs> and here, Matilda, having a child, mm-hmm. is a little horrified. Like, you can't do this. This is my birthright. You're going against the express wishes of my father, the king. And also, as a cousin, Steve, you really suck. This is betrayal. You were in the room when it happened. You swore allegiance to me back in 1127. Matilda is like, cousin Steve, pound sand. This is all terrible. And Bishop of Winchester, or whatever the brother's title is, you're in big trouble. Well, that's her cousin, too. Sure. Oh, God, everybody's related. So, cousin Steve steals his crown pretty quickly. And here's the thing. Once you've got the crown and you're anointed king, you're it. There's no take backsies. Yeah. There's no king in the history of England that's ever been removed. And welcome to civil war. Yeah. The whole thing brings up all these sticky questions in England. What is the real way we make legitimate rulers? Which, again, goes back now to Henry I. Is it the first son? Or is it your right to claim it if you're in the bloodline, no matter what your birth order is? If you're the scheming third son and maybe assassinate your brother the king? Like, who can say? I mean, this is a really sticky wicket, right? Matilda was named heir, but now Stephen has been rightfully crowned. Mm -hmm. What do we do? (sighs) 
nobles are like, <laughs> mm, uh, I guess we'll support you if you make our lives easier, Cousin Steve. And Cousin Steve is hustling in England to gain support. And it appears he's done it with the support of Robert of Gloucester. Let me give you a little fun fact about Robert of Gloucester. Remember those 24 illegitimate kids Henry I had? Yeah. Robert of Gloucester is one of those. So technically in the bloodline too. He's the half-brother of Matilda. (sighs) Just to connect that in. Complications. But for now, Matilda isn't even in England. She is stranded, given birth, en route to England. And here cousin Steve has the support of the most powerful noble in England, an illegitimate son of Henry I, Robert of Gloucester. Oh no, is all hope lost? Psh, not for Empress Matilda. In a surprise move, here comes Normandy <laughs> to the rescue. Remember, Normandy belongs to Henry I too. Yeah. He claimed it from his older brother, Robert. And Cousin Steve has been so darn busy in England that he's just kind of left Normandy to its own devices. Mm -hmm. And by this point, Normandy is an anarchy. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) The kingdom, its nobles, the army, too. And so when Cousin Steve is like, man, I should probably get to Normandy and, like, see what's happening over Mm -hmm. there. He comes, Steve does, to Normandy and it all goes badly. So in June of 1138, Robert of Gloucester, who had been on Cousin Steve's side, is now like, oh, Matilda Hafsis, you're my girl. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to give you route to England and some assurances that you're going to make it here okay and that when you get here, you're going to be king because Cousin Steve is hapless. So a little light is coming in for our fair Empress Matilda. And now Matilda's on the move. Sure. So 1139, Matilda is coming back to England for the first time in eight years. And King Cousin Steve finds out that Matilda's on the move and coming for him. And Cousin Steve gets big mad. (laughs) And he will raise an army to go to Arendelle Castle, where Matilda is holed up and kind of waiting, preparing for battle. Matilda's like, I'm not going to sit here and let you capture me. So Matilda and her troops take off to Bristol, where half-brother Robert of Gloucester is waiting for her. And Robert of Gloucester, after giving Matilda the you're my girl thing, Robert of Gloucester has been assembling support for Matilda. So Matilda meets him. Now she's got an army. Great. Woo! (laughs) Now, the thing I want you to know is since the death of Henry I in 1135, we're in 1139 now. So for four years, things have been fairly crap in the English countryside. Nobles are waging many wars against King Cousin Steve. Lands are being burned and plundered. Chaos reigns. We are in two years of civil war trying to answer this question of, Who is our rightful ruler? What does that mean? Do we need a ruler? Well, what about all these? I mean, it's chaos. It is a terrible time to be in England. Current sources describe it then as England has sunken into wretchedness. (laughs) And now after King Cousin Steve for a few years, all the English people are like, hmm, Matilda's royal. 
what are the rules here? Mm -hmm. Can we just support her now? Like Henry the first wanted everybody to do a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Matilda can't be any worse than cousin Steve. Sure. Things have been as bad as a poison fish in England since 1135. Okay. By February 1141, Matilda's troops, da 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 da, will take King Cousin Steve's troops hostage. And finally, after all of the struggle, the crown is finally within Matilda's reach. Now, Matilda's going to need the approval of the church and the people Mm -hmm. because, again, King Cousin Steve was anointed sure. and appointed. Sure. There are a few tricks left that we have to do. The first trick, Matilda's going to need to go to her cousin, the Bishop of Winchester, King Cousin Steve's brother. Yeah. So here Matilda does. And Matilda makes all kinds of promises to the Bishop of Winchester, her cousin. Hey, Bishop of Winchester, my cousin. You were in the room all those years ago, and you promised to support me too. And honestly, I have your brother captured. He's locked up. So if you want your brother back, I'll trade you. Not only trade you, though. Here you go, Bishop, because I'm going to make the deal even sweeter. I'll give you back your brother. He's worthless anyway. No one likes him anyway. But here are the sprinkles. Bishop of Winchester, I'm going to let you be my best advisor. You're going to be the most powerful bishop. You're going to be my right-hand man, leader for life. All of these things can be yours if I can get your help to get rid of Cousin Steve. And the Bishop of Winchester is like, psh, no problem. I can absolutely align the church on your side, Matilda. I'll bail on my brother. No bigs. Here, the Bishop of Winchester arranges a special council of the church a few months later. And, oh man, he's the pre-Chaucer. He's spinning the tales. Bishop of Winchester spins this tale to such great heights and uh, does a little bit of revisionist history here. Cousin Steve has been a terrible ruler and he's now a prisoner. And the church, and me, but most especially the church, wants Empress Matilda, who is glorious and amazing and wonderful and... Also promised the throne. Yeah. Okay. After all this rebranding, Matilda comes out like a bouquet of roses and she has the support of the church. This is some masterful work on behalf of the Bishop of Winchester. At this point, Matilda is not yet queen, but she is recognized as Domina. She has power and lordship but she's not been anointed yet. Once crowned, though, she's going to rule in her own right, and Matilda's getting ready for it. She's conducting herself as Domina like a king. So is uh, the Domina title, is that, is she almost she like She holds an, dominion. Is she almost like an acting monarch at this yes. point? Okay. Yes. All right, so not Senate confirmed, but... But she's been appointed to the role, Mm -hmm. and we're waiting to take her into the role. Stephen's locked up. Stephen can't do anything. Now it's just some bureaucracy. We got to muddle through these tricky questions of Steve's already been crowned. What do we do? Have they built the Tower of London yet to hold people like Steve? William the Conqueror started the Tower of London in 1066. Yeah, the tower's around. 
But here's Matilda, once crowned. She's going to rule in her own right, and she is getting ready for it. She is conducting herself like a king. She has great bearing. She is making all kinds of orders. She's doing it. She's domina. She's about to be in charge. She's administering the state of England. Wait for it. All those guys who were like, okay, Empress Matilda, you'd probably make a fine king, are like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. We didn't think you'd actually, like, be a king. You're acting like a man. And are we really gonna let this happen? And welcome to the struggle of the 12th century. Well, maybe we can have a woman as a ruler, but we don't want this woman as a ruler. She's a she-wolf. Oh, Matilda gets so much bad press at this point. And all the nobles are mad and fake news abounds about Matilda. As soon as she's named Domina, people get angry about it because she's actually attempting to rule. Mm -hmm. And there's a backlash upon Matilda. To be fair, Matilda is acting like a king. I'm not going to say that she's too arrogant to make a success of ruling because men are arrogant all the time. Matilda's acting just like every other ruler who's gone before her, but... I was going to say, it sounds like she's appropriately arrogant to fill the role. Yes, but because she's a woman, right? everybody's mad. She's seen as unnaturally domineering. I was actually going to say this is a time period when the word unnatural got applied to ambitious women. Oh, yeah. And they're mad because Matilda knows what she's been the Holy Roman Empress. It's mm-hmm. not like she doesn't know how to run stuff. Right. And all the nobles are mad. Why won't you take our advice without questioning it? I mean, really, you're a girl and less than. Don't you see that you're unworthy and unable to do this? We put you here because Cousin Steve was rotten, but we didn't expect you to actually do anything. You were supposed to be a puppet. And (laughs) Matilda is no puppet. Oh, it's the chant of bad guys of all time, right? All you are is mean. That's all they are to Matilda, and Matilda has hit the glass ceiling. There are lies, bad press, 12th century fake news. Now's a great time to take a break before we get to Empress Matilda's coronation Hmm. that never, never happens. Mm, Hate it. about to get so dicey. We'll be right back. Now, Cousin Steve, his troops start rustling up again. Hmm. But the coronation plans are still on for Matilda. Until... The day of her coronation, when the feast is about to start and everyone's assembled and all the food's about to be served, everybody's sitting down to eat and hark. What is that I hear? Bells in the city of London begin to toll and the gates of the city are opened and into the city of London come armed and ready masses to revolt on Empress Matilda to get her the heck out of London, which they do. And now Matilda, she's on the move again. She flees. And news comes to her that, remember her cousin, the Bishop of Winchester, has swapped sides Mm. again, back to supporting King Cousin Steve, his brother. No kidding, this is the Cousins War. Traitors in the room are related to you. At this point, half-brother of Matilda, Robert of Gloucester, is captured. And to free him is going to take a pretty hefty ransom. 
Matilda's loyal to him, so at what cost does this happen? We're kind of at a checkmate here. This is a this is a high price to pay because there's nothing juicier to Matilda's enemies than freeing cousin Steve from his hostage condition, which Matilda ruefully does in order to get Robert of Gloucester. So it's a swap. Yep. So now cousin Steve, the anointed king, Mm -hmm. is on the loose again. It's like an action movie. So, of course, cousin Steve's troops are coming after Matilda in 1142. Matilda holds up at Oxford for about three months, but she's going to plan her escape on a cold, dark, and stormy night. I don't know if it was stormy, but I feel like I should say that. It's not stormy. It's actually snowy. Matilda is going to, with three soldiers, go in disguise, leave by the side gate with her three soldiers surrounding her, and Matilda is wrapped in white against the snow. They're given the cover of snow, the Mm -hmm. silence of snow, so Matilda can make her escape. Because Cousin Steve's armies have surrounded the castle. Really brave. Matilda and her three soldiers walk seven miles through the snow to horses that have been prepared, ready to go, to carry Matilda to safety. You can see how this goes down in your imagination, right? Mm -hmm. This is heroic and courageous and some kind of bravado here. But now Matilda needs a new plan because girls adapt. Matilda has now realized that being king of England is not going to happen for her. Let's make a few adjustments. If it can't be me, let me make it happen for my son, Henry. And I really am going to go tell Cousin Steve to pound some sand. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Henry, Matilda's son, has grown up in France. At this point, he's a teenager. He's strong, he's capable, and he knows that he is going to be ruling something one day because he's been brought up that way. Maybe England, maybe Normandy, maybe Anjou. He may be a count, he may be a king, who can say? But it's coming. Mm -hmm. He's been brought up this way. And here Empress Matilda says to Henry, son... The time has come. Let's do this. Now, England, oh my God, ready for anything else at this point because it's been rotten under Stephen. And now that Cousin Steve is back, it's just as rotten. Yeah, it was rotten, then a civil war, rotten again. Yeah, okay. The country's decimated. Here, let me provide you with an alternative to this nightmare. Can we please have a revolution? Because Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous. During this time, it's described in the Chronicles that England's people felt abandoned by God Mm. while they suffered Christ and his saints slept. Wow. Yeah. England's been deserted by all things good and holy. Mm -hmm. We've been abandoned. Pure wretchedness. And here, Cousin Steve realizes that mm, England's not really on his side either. Yeah, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. So Cousin Steve is going to make a deal. Cousin Steve says, hey, England, you've already crowned me king. I'm already anointed, so I'm going to be the king. And you know what? I like it that way. I know y'all don't really like it that way. So as a little deal, I'm going to go ahead and recognize Empress Matilda's son, Henry, as the next king in line. In order to do that, I need to keep Empress Matilda as far away from me as possible. Never want to see her again. 
but I will write Henry in my will to be my heir presumptive. Okay. That's kind of the agreement that's made. Stephen will remain, King Cousin Steve, will remain in charge until his death in 1154. So not like a whole lot longer, but still like another some, decade. some years go mm-hmm. by. Okay. With Henry recognized as his successor. So 19 years after the death of his grandfather, Henry I, a 19-year-old Henry II is crowned King of England. It's a win, but at what cost? Empress Matilda, now with her son on the throne, will return to Normandy. She will act as a counselor in Rowan. Matilda works devotedly for her son, Henry II, and even her son, Henry, will call himself personally, not even Henry II. Henry goes by Henry Fitz Empress. Henry, son of the Empress. Wow. He gets his naming convention mm-hmm. personally from his mother, as does his brother, William Fitz Empress. That's interesting. Oh, they love Matilda. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matilda's it. She right. is the line. She is matriarchal power at its highest mm-hmm. with her sons. Well, and I think they are also recognizing that she was wronged by the English nobility and by Cousin Steve. Henry Fitz Empress. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Henry II, Henry Fitz Empress, says nothing was dearer to him than she. Empress Matilda was the man. She could have been the man, but she is remembered as a she-wolf, and I'm always going to be mad about it. Fair. Matilda does pass away in Normandy in 1167 at the age of 65. On her tomb, it is inscribed, Great by birth, greater by marriage, but greater in her offspring. Hmm. I'm angry that all of Matilda's own agency, by birth and by contract, has been blurred by history, being used by men as a useful pawn when needed and then discarded when she is not needed. I will not forget about Empress Matilda's story here on Trashy Royals. I am giving her some crowns, but not trashy ones. Maybe some halo crowns. Matilda might have lost her battle to rule, but she won the war placing her son on the throne of England. No, it sounds like had she prevailed, we look back at Queen Elizabeth I as, you know, this domineering, like, pioneer of the female monarchy or the female monarch. But I feel like if Matilda had prevailed and come to the throne, Elizabeth would have had a template from which to draw. It sounds like she would have been a an amazing Lady King. Matilda would have been an amazing Lady King. Mm -hmm. And we missed out on that. How much history changed because... Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. I do have some trashy crowns to give to Cousin Steve. Speaking of, in the first Cousins War here, Cousin Steve is quite a prat and Mm -hmm. not a fan. So what happens with the new ruler of England? Henry II, Henry Fitz Empress. I'm delighted to tell you that that part is not even the most exciting part of what is about to happen next <laughs> on Trashy Royals. Coming for you next Thursday with more Naughty Nobles. We got Naughty Nobles coming out of our ears. Oh, yeah. Around here. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us today, for telling your friends about Trashy Royals, for your support in all the ways. Thank you for your kind emails, your reviews, your ratings, and your Patreon support as well, where for $2 a month, you can lend a little love over here and get early ad-free episodes every single week. If you want a little bit more trashy in your week, relationship-wise, check out Trashy Divorces. If you're looking for a little Hollywood and high society, Trashy Done and Done is the place to go. Thanks again, everybody. Keep your eye on that crown. It's always shifting in England. Polish up that throne. (laughs) Big love, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.